What's good, fellas? Welcome back to the Lifted Warrior Podcast. It's your host, Cam, and I am excited to have you guys back. Um, Last week, we talked about dealing with our emotions and being willing to do that, willing to go through that hard work of, you know, opening up ourselves to the emotional realm. So I pray that this past week was a good week for you. It was a week of freedom. It was a week of a a clearness of your head where your mind was open, where your heart was open, and you were able to process through things better. This week, we're going to be talking about rejection. And I'm going to use an example of my life to kind of show you some different ways that rejection tries to seep in and control or dictate the way that you perceive life and the way that you handle your own character. Then I'm going to go into some things about how we can you know, rely on the Bible and what the Bible says about it. So without further ado, let's hop into it. So even just talking about rejection, um, one thing that for me, I didn't think that this was something that I dealt with at all until I read this book by Apostle Ryan Lestrange. It's called Recovery from Rejection. And through reading that book, I was able to see different ways where rejection was placed in my life as a seed. And because of those different areas of rejection or or those different instances of rejection, it changed the way that I carried myself. And because it happened at such young ages, it is something that I internalized as my character and my way of being when it was really just a response to a rejection situation within my life. And the reason that I did not think that I dealt with it was because, again, it happened at such a young age and I couldn't pinpoint a major point in my life where I felt like I was just so hurt or broken over someone rejecting me. The truth is that it just happened at such a young age um, that I thought it was just my natural behavior. So, for example, um, I'm a pretty quiet and laid back person unless it concerns something I am really passionate about, like Jesus or football. And the reason I am so quiet when it comes to everything else is because growing up, I felt like my voice wasn't heard anywhere but on the football field. And no slight to my parents. I have amazing parents. But it was really just the nature of how we treat kids. In the classroom, you're taught to be quiet, listen, learn. Um, Really anywhere else, especially when I was growing up, it was always, you know, kids are supposed to be seen and not heard, right? And so... Outside of the outside of playing sports, I didn't feel like my voice or what I did mattered. But for those sixty minutes that were on the clock, as I was playing as I was playing football, everything that I did or said to my teammates was important. And off the field, I'm just a kid, right? So as I'm reading this book, I see different ways that I have allowed rejection to dictate not just what I think about myself, but also my daily behaviors. And before we go any further, I really just want to define rejection. I'll define it with how Apostle Ryan described it in his book. And it's the act of pushing someone or something away. And even now at this at this moment, you may be saying to yourself that you don't have an issue with, with, with rejection. But I can guarantee most men don't know how to deal with rejection and I can prove it. Have you ever tried to talk to a girl but didn't because you were afraid? If your answer is yes, what you're afraid of was being rejected by that girl. And even further, if you took the step and actually went to address the girl to express your interest, right, and she's not interested in you, 
What's the typical male response to that? Don't worry, I'll answer it for you. It's, man, I ain't worried about you. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really into you like that. No way. I was just trying to da-da-da-da-da, right? Both of these instances indicate that there is a root of an issue with rejection, or some past instances of rejection have caused you to respond in a way that is not healed. So what does rejection come to do? Again, in the book, Apostle Ryan goes on to say that it comes to make you feel inadequate, dismissed, or not good enough. And just looking at my own life, I'm able to pinpoint some areas in where I may have felt dismissed or not good enough because of the way I was, re- I was treated. And not even the way that I was treated, but my perception of how I was being treated. I'll give you another example. I grew up a heavy kid. I was fat. Until I got back into sports, which is when middle school, and I can remember in elementary school one day playing on a playground with my elementary class and what we were doing, you know, all the kids was running from one piece of equipment to the next piece of equipment. And me being the fat kid, I was typically the last one to get to that piece of equipment, right? And because we were all as a group just running from one thing to the next, my perception was that as soon as I got to the thing that they were running away from me because they didn't want to play with me. And the first thing I want, to, I want us to take, be able to take away from this instance is that rejection and unprocessed emotion will cause you to separate where there is no need to. How can I say that? Because as it was happening and I'm perceiving that they're moving away from me, instead of continuing to go from one place to the next with them, I decide to just stay at, I went to the swings, and I just stayed on the swings. The second thing is to not allow your perspective to speak words that were never actually spoken. Again, in this situation, I allowed my perception of what was going on to cause me to, one, separate, but I separated because I thought something was being communicated that wasn't actually there. And I can say that that wasn't actually there because even after I separated and just began to play by myself, a group of the, a a, a few of the people of the group came over and was like, hey, why did you stop playing with us? And instead of me saying, you know, I felt like I was being outcast, I just said, hey, I wanted to play by myself. And that's the third point I want to bring up about rejection. Rejection is not something that always comes from an evil intent, but your perception of what actually happened, which is why we must be diligent to pray for for proper perspective. If you do not have proper perspective on the reason why a person is the way they are, or you don't have proper perspective on, you know, just different environments that you may be in, you can allow what you think is actually going on to, one, speak words that were never spoken, but then, two, to put bondage on you that is false. The devil works in smoke and mirrors, and that's exactly what he did in my life at this young age in elementary school is he used the smoke of mirrors of my friends actually waiting on me before they moved to the next place to have me thinking that they were running away from me. And I I, I sense that that may have happened to me as a young boy, but I think that that is also happening to a lot of men spiritually. 
even as I'm even as I'm recording this, what I see it as is almost as if as soon as you think that you've arrived to what the standard is, it's been moved. And I want to submit to you, I want to speak to you and encourage you that it's not that the standard is moving away from you, but it's simply that as you begin to progress in life, God will begin to then show you the next level that he's taking you to. So I don't want you to get discouraged about where you currently are, but I want you to be encouraged and look back from where you came from and be able to perceive what it is that God is doing next. Let's get back into this, though. So even and, and, and again, even though at this point my friends had, a, had came and spoken to me and was like, you know, we were basically asking, like, why did I leave? My own pride would not allow me to be reconciled back to them by telling them the truth of how I really felt. My own pride said, you know, I just wanted to play along. But in truth, I was hurting. And that's another thing that that comes. Pride comes as a wall so that rejection can fester. If you are not diligent enough to be humble and be open and be low enough and be honest enough with yourself first, but then also with the people around you, your pride will begin to incubate different seeds that the devil will throw to you. So when you have a chance to reconcile with people who are telling you, hey, that's not how I really felt about this. This is what really happened. I'm sorry. You know, if I if my if you perceive me as coming off in any other way, I apologize. If you do not take that chance to reconcile, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And I can speak for myself. Why can I say you're setting yourself up for failure, not for just that day, but further down the line? Because... Again, I told you at the at the top of the episode that I am a quiet, I am a reserved and laid back person. And looking back at my childhood, I can understand that that's not how I truly was to begin with. But different things in life made me begin to be more introspective, made me begin to be more self-conscious. And one of those things was a root of rejection that, again, was not the actual thing that happened, but my perception of it, right? So let's move down. Like, what is what what does the Bible give us to combat this? And in the book, it, he gives us Psalms 34 and 18. It says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It's very simple. We have to be honest. Again, like I, like I, that fourth point I gave you from my own life, we have to be honest and we have to be open and humble enough to, one, deal with our emotions, what we talked about last week, but then, two, speak those emotions, not just to those people, but also to God so that he can begin to deal with us, he can begin to process us, he can begin to heal us and change us, Right? And again, we've all experienced rejection in different ways. I've given you one example of my life, and there's plenty of others that I can give. But that from that one example, you've seen four different key points of what rejection comes to do. It, it deals with unprocessed emotion, what we talked about last week again, and causes you to separate when there's no need for separation. It creates patterns in you. And it doesn't allow you to see the full picture of things. 
not only does it allow you to see the full picture of things, then it creates that same behavior over and 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 over, and over again. By spending time with God and opening up our hearts to him in many different ways, we are open to his healing. One thing that I'm, I'm learning more and more as I continue to grow is that if we simply invite God into our lives, if we simply invite his presence, if we simply invite the Holy Spirit, everything that we are looking for, everything that we are needing, one, he will reveal it. Two, he will provide or he will fill it. God wants to fill the empty voids in our hearts. God wants to fill or even mend that broken place or that 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 open and that raw, that wound that's in your heart that was caused by rejection, but we have to be open. We have to be open and invite him in. And simply by inviting his presence in, we're inviting his healing in. So what do we do? The first thing that I would do is invest in a book or some teaching that really details rejection. Because again, like I told you, before I read this book, I didn't think I had nothing to do with rejection. I didn't think rejection was something that was ever a part of my life. I didn't think rejection was something that I dealt with greatly. Anytime people started to preach about it or talk about it, honestly, I would tune out because I didn't feel like it was something that was relative to me. So we have to do the diligence to, one, find resources to learn about different things so that we can then look back at our lives and see different different seeds or different plans or different schemes that were put in our life to shape our character from something that it wasn't supposed to be. Then, after reading and learning where you have been exposed to rejection, take that rejection to prayer and really allow God to show you, hey, yes, this happened to you. Yes, you had a response to it. And this was your your response, not just happened in that moment, but that moment led to a lifetime of you protecting yourself in certain ways. For me, I never allowed myself to really get close with anyone outside, I mean, no, anywhere because of different situations like this. This is just one situation, but different situations like this where I never allowed myself to then fully connect with people because of different things that have happened in my life, right? As a trauma response to rejection, what I did was just completely shut down that emotional connection piece altogether. Take it to prayer, grab a journal, sit down with God, and go through it. Go through what happened, go through your response to it, go through how it shaped your life. Write down how it made you feel and the behavior you picked up because of it. Then turn it over to God. Say, God, I need your help concerning this area in my life. Help me to heal from this wound and, and restore to me the character that you gave me in heaven. If, if I don't give you guys nothing else in this episode, I really want you to understand that rejection comes in order to shape your character in a way that you can't connect with people. It comes to shape your character in a way that you kind of muddle through life, never really understanding the purpose behind connection. It comes to disturb you and it comes to keep you from experiencing family, from experiencing people in their fullness because you're guarded. Whether that be you be like me and you put up pride and you say, I don't need nobody, 
or whether that be you continue to, because of that wound in your heart and you not being filled by God, you continue to latch on to people who perpetuate that wound in you. Or every time that you connect with somebody, any little thing that they do, it looks like rejection to you because of your perspective. But after you prayed and God has come and he's met you and he's healed you and he's freed you from that bondage of rejection, walk in your freedom. Live in it. Don't allow another day to go by where you live rejected. Don't allow another day to go by where you perceive something that never happened. Don't allow another day to go by where your character is misshapen by something that happened before in your life. And now you're living out every day in that same moment, never being able to grow and truly connect to people. Do not allow your unwillingness to process your emotions to perpetuate rejection in your life. This is my challenge to you guys. Go find something to read on rejection. Learn the different ways it appears in our lives and pinpoint every area where it has affected you and who you truly are and take action against that trauma response. For example, what I did is knowing that I stopped connecting with people because of this situation in my life, I'm now purposefully trying to connect with people in different ways, going out of my way to have meaningful conversations, going out of my way to show up fully when people ask me how I'm feeling, to show up fully to different people's lives and inviting them into my life as well. Take action against the different things that rejection has tried to place in your life. That's it, guys. Come back next week. We're going to kind of, we're still going to be in the same vein, but we're going to be talking about disappointment. Where rejection comes in as a instant trauma, disappointment comes to dull your life. It comes as a slow drip. And slowly over time, it just pokes a hole in your heart till you don't feel anything and you're numb. We're going to talk about that. And I'm going to give you some tips from my own life and look at what the Bible says about it as well. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. Until then, stay lifted. God bless. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening through the podcast. If you want to continue to build your foundation in Christ, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you would like to support the ministry, just click the link in the description. Until next week, stay lifted.